mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. Today, we welcome Henry Zabrowski. I met Henry on the set of The Wolf of Wall Street, where we worked together for six months, and... Fell in love with him anew while listening to his podcast. You can listen to Henry on the last podcast on the left or find him on Instagram at Dr. Fantasy. I will say that this is partially a, a, an introduction and partially a parental warning. Henry and I do quite a bit of locker room talk on this episode. So if you are at all adverse to four-letter words, this is not the episode for you. Thank you. Henry Zabrowski, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. Dude, so good to see you. So good to see you, too. You and I did a movie together in 2012. Yep. And you were heavier. I was heavier. But then I went in the opposite direction. I gained a bunch of weight after 2012. Yes. Well, that was the beginning of a slow decline in weight. Okay. It started as incremental choices, and it basically happened because of Wolf. It's like a lot of times when you do different projects, like long-term projects or higher-profile projects, you got to go to the doctor to get insured. Yeah. And they look at your body. You know, they, they check. And normally, it's like perfunctory, right? right. Normally, it's just a guy. You fill out a form, and they look at you, and they go, boom, okay. Boom, boom, He's vibrant. They'll say weird words <laughs> yeah. like that, where it's just being like, yeah, I'm an actor. I have to be vibrant. Right. I must be vibrant. But the Hollywood doctor, Dr. Katz, who's hilarious and cruel. Right. But he was, as we were sitting in this meeting, it, it happened once before. We said, your blood pressure is really high. I don't know if I'm going to insure you. He like is like a joke. But going into Wolf, he was like, not only is your blood pressure too high, but I'm going to, I should put you in an emergency room. 
He's like, your blood pressure is at stroke level. And Jesus, you are going, hypertension runs in my family. Like it's, I guess it's a, it's a thing. My mom has been on medication since she was in her forties. And so I was scared to death because number one, you're told, Hey, he, he's like, he gave me 10 days. He's like, you need to bring, bring your blood pressure down in 10 days. Is, but uh, Or is you that- can't do the movie. You can't do the biggest thing to ever happen in your career. You can't do it. And I was like, is this a, a, the blood pressure challenge? But did, did he offer you drugs? Like no, medicine? Nothing. Just like don't eat salt, overhydrate? What's the fucking 10-day solution for blood pressure? He did give me a little sampler pack. He's like, try this. <laughs> try this sampler pack. But then he's like, oh, you need to quit smoking today and you need to figure this out. He's like, meditate. Right. And I was like, oh, great. So just yeah. sitting, thinking, waiting come, for the doctor's office. You're gonna, the next time, in 10 days, you're gonna, we're going to have fucking incense burning. You're going to hum. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to be fine. Now I'll be fine. But I, I understood that this was obviously a massive wake-up call. But so I quit smoking. I cold turkey quit smoking that day. I mean, I went back. Right. But as— You had to get the 10—you you had a 10-day cycle to fix. Yeah. Because— Correct me if I'm wrong. You smoke in the movie. I smoke all throughout the movie. Yeah. And do we did how much B12 yeah. did we do we for did six months? Kilos of B12. <laughs> lines and lines of B. Can't be good for your blood pressure. It just amps you up. Yeah. And so quitting the smoking, it dropped to 10 points on either side. And then he's like, okay, then you can, well, this, you can, you'll live. You can do the movie. So then I realized, like, I, ha- I just have to change because that movie was incredible and it was really great to be sea otter but after that movie it started every role i auditioned for was essentially called fat jerry or a guy named milkshake so the whole thing is how big his tits are you know and even though my tits are great and they did book me roles i did book a uh cable commercial early in my career uh for there was body painted as a football player like football fan but they painted my body and the whole bit was that I lift my tits and the stripe underneath it needs to be painted. And so when I walked into the audition room, knowing it was a tit based audition and I had the biggest, most succulent breasts you in the like, room, this is mine. I got this. Right. I was like, this is it. This is how Suzanne Summers felt yeah. throughout the entire seventies. This is an incredible feeling. It's very invigorating. But afterwards I just got so sick of it. Yeah. I got so sick of it. So eventually I, between my health and everything else, I just started, it it started with, I'm going to learn how to like a salad. Right. And I would just cram it into my hole and just be like, I like the salad. And okay. Did you go the route at all where you're like, I'm going to learn to like a salad and I'm going to cover it in cheese and bacon and Caesar dressing and croutons. Lashing myself, lashing myself. Yeah. Um, you were doing the un the unflavorful salad, unflavorable vegetables. You're gonna learn how to like this, right? And then I read a book called The Satanic Witch by Anton Lavey. Yeah, and that's where it started. Like, so part of my weight loss journey began. My was part of into my journey into understanding ritual magic. Okay. Which I'm sorry, I need so, to jump. I, 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 so ma- I have so many things I want to ask you because for me. I don't know if I'm saying this right or if it's slightly different, but my idea of Anton LaVey is to thy own self be true. Yeah, I mean, essentially, it's it's uh, Alistair Crowley started with the do as thou wilt. Do as thou wilt. So for me, do as thou wilt is like a lot of drugs and Domino's pizza. I mean, there's a 
there's a portion of that. With the satanic witch, Anton LaVey talked about this concept of enchantment, trying to get what you want from people. That's kind of what his old carny days. And he talked about how to manipulate an audience. And partially what you need to do is there are three factors to your your personality. There's the outside, whereas like as a person like me, I'm endomorphic party animal like this view what you're saying like yeah. the hedonistic kind of attached to the dionysian yeah. bullshit then there's a secondary characteristic which was called the da- the demonic personality which is the exact opposite of that which is and he's represented by a clock and basically on one point like let's say i want to say i'm like a four like on the clock uh, as as my appearance then my inside personality is like an eight it's on the other side and it's analytical intelligent um very uh empathetic like it's another side of me totally opposite and what you're supposed to do is your essential self is the the middle you is the exactly as you appear so it's boom boom it's it's two layers kind of flashing back and forth and the way to enchant people is essentially show them your demonic side by being like yeah i'm a crazy party animal but i also love to read like it's that shit where you it's the constant flipping back and forth to get people interested in you yes and a part of it was controlling the way people perceive you okay and and for a while i think i was really into that like i used to do bits about ordering chinese food and i loved when i ordered chinese food for myself and they sent silverware for a family right <laughs> like it's fun to yeah. think they think i'm eating for four but they don't know it's, that just, it's me. just me yeah. it's just me i'm the family right but i i wanted to gain some control over how i appear yeah. and then the ritual magic part of it was talking about making promises to yourself like how would you how are you able to manipulate reality with your will if you can't hold yourself to a promise like your words have to mean something especially to yourself and to others so you have to be able to hold yourself accountable so the discipline part became a a thing about how your actions and words won't be able to do anything if they're if they mean nothing right so I created a plan and stuck to it, even though it still makes me not miserable, but, you know, working out still takes 10 minutes of me going, you got to do this because you know how you feel afterwards. You know, it's, you have to stick to it. It sometimes takes ramping up yeah. for a while. It really, I mean, it really does. But I like what you're talking about. It's basically like changing your perspective on it or or allowing yourself a new perspective because I, I had the same issue with like, just, it was like almost an inertia thing. If I'm not moving to get myself started, took thousands of times more effort than once I started moving and it's just happening. And then it's like, well, now I can stop moving. And, and that's kind of easy somehow. I talk about that with my wife, Natalie, quite a bit about how she she's like don't get down on yourself if you missed a workout like you you know you're fine and i'm like i know but it's just the fear of the uh, the inertia it's the fear of like but the third workout is so much harder if i don't do the second workout and as soon as it gets to a layer of hard where it is untenable for me i will stop right because I'm still a pleasure-seeking. I am that person. I'm a pleasure-seeking 
hedonist on the oral cycle. Like I love the feeling of things sliding down my throat. Yeah. I love the, it's something I get a deep sensual experience for eating. Yeah. No, me too. And it's hard to deny. And so I can slide right back in. It's my true hard drugs. Like I've, you know, done little dabblings of things, but I've never had one of those problems. But food is like, it's weird. Cause it's not a sexy addiction. No. It is. No, I know, but no, but but it is to somebody. My kids told me about this um, ASMR. I might not even be saying it right. Where there's a whole fetish online of watching people and listening to them. The mukbang, yeah, they get the mukbang. People like it, and there's also the feeder gainer thing. People like seeing people get bloated. People like uh, to be consumed. All that vor stuff, like being a tiny little person being up inside of a beautiful woman's throat, and it's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it sounds like. I mean, I'd try it just to see what it sounds like. Well, yeah, interesting. I think. Is the correct word. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I really love what you're saying about agreements, especially with self, because I know that once I miss that workout, whatever the necessary output of inertia is to get me started with one, if I miss one, it compounds. And, Absolutely. And two is now twice as much. And if I miss two, there is a there is a point where I'm just never doing it again. Yeah. The I we were in tour in Europe and I got like brutally sick. And a part of so the things that continue, which I really work on, I'm just a fucking rat in a maze. As long as I'm feeling the results, like I'm locked in. So especially when I'm on tour, what I have discovered is on four hours of sleep. You know, I don't listen to Rogan for a lot of advice, but one thing that he said, which I took to heart, which is if you're on tour, you drop in the hotel room, go straight to the gym, do 30 minutes of cardio, and you will be back in the pocket. And I was, you know, I didn't, but you told that to old me, 2012 me, he would give you the finger. But now I understand that I need an extra back burner of energy in order to get up and do all of the shit that I need traveling all day and then my the travel is not even the job the job doesn't start until you show up at the venue and make sure everything's correct so then it's like seven hours from the time you get to the venue you do the show meet and greet wrap up so that's my work day and you need to have shit in the tank for every minute of that time which requires you to build up stamina so i would just hit cardio hard on the road but then when i was in europe i got so sick and i couldn't do shit for like two weeks and because i kept trying to and, and and my wife's on tour with me she'd be like what the hell are you doing like this is how people die honestly this is right. how people die because i'm drinking two red bulls just to try to do cardio just to go i'm sick i've got a fever and she's just like just stop and so i was so afraid yeah. I was so afraid that I was like, is this it? Is this like five years of me working out? Is it right. over after fucking two weeks? A flu just <laughs> completely wipes out two years of work. Yeah. So I go to, but the coming back. So I just, but I had to understand, I had to be gentle with myself, which is a part of what I try to do in therapy, which is understand like, don't judge yourself too harshly. Just start with 20 minutes. We don't need to do 45 minutes in the hardest setting right now. So we go in, do 20 minutes. We're just trying to get you back in the gym. Like, I I have to talk myself through this all the time because I am just a cast of characters inside of my own mind that I speak to all day. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) 
Yeah, so it's babbling, all, loud, all screaming, yeah. different, being like, I hate you. I think we're a genius, <laughs> right. you know, all day. Yeah. And so I just slowly worked my way back into it, but it was scary because I was like, what am, what am I going to do? Yeah. My wife's too physically strong for me to not work out. Right. You don't, you don't want to get to the point where she's having to like wipe your bum and stuff. Not yet. Right. That's not unless I 40, ask her, you know what I mean? years away. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless I'm, it's for fun or, or, or like pretending to be in her esophagus or whatever it is. That's us. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. That's our family. Yeah. The, the exercise while traveling, I think can be also used at home and it's super counterintuitive. I know at the end of a long day of work, when you're just like, no, I'm physically depleted, a little cardio actually can wake me up. It pops you right back up. Yeah. It's weird. It's sick. Yeah. It makes me upset right. that me it works too. because yeah. I used to use drugs. Right. And or, now I or go. caffeine at the very minimum. At the very minimum. Yeah. I used to do something to, to, to artificial to amp me up. But yeah. now it's like. But guys, actually, if you get your heart rate up a little bit over 140, and then I have, you know, Ben Kissel and Marcus Parch just staring at me being like, <laughs> you just started this, dude. Like, yeah. I, we knew you yeah. when you used to drink a gallon of chocolate milk right. at night to go to it sleep. It was a Danish that got you up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're like, where's the elliptical machine? I got to get it to it. But now I can't get to one because the gym is, the gym, when they opened it up during the stupid COVID, like working in the plastic square, like I went to go look at it and being like, is this like, this is like a Pixar movie to go in there. I like, I can't go work in a, in a fish tank. This I feels, know. I feel crazy. It makes me feel insane. We had three weeks of glory. Yep. That I, I don't know what we're doing now, but I, it I have was no like clue. a weird. There's no plan now. Yeah. Nobody's There's... even saying anything. It's just, no. we're just hanging out. Yeah. And if you're in Texas or one of these States where gyms are open, fuck you. Yeah, fuck that. you, man. Yeah. Yo, you get to get that zen. Yeah. You have any idea how much I miss weightlifting? Weightlifting used to be it. It allowed me to get a certain. It's it's not rage, but it used to blow off steam. Yeah. Like there was something about it. I used to because my head. I do a lot of visualization exercises when I work out to keep me in it. Because mainly I listen to Maiden. Right? It's either uh-huh. Maiden or Man of Wars. What that is my weightlifting music. And I go into it. And I go into a world where like I imagine I'm crushing the head of an enemy of mine. Yes. Or I'm like, like it's something about dancing upon the bodies of many, many people I felled. Yeah. Like I think about that quite a bit as I'm going. And I don't have that release now. Yeah. Now I do. I do about three hours of yoga a week. But sometimes I wake up too mad to do yoga. Right. Like because sometimes right. I wake up at a baseline of this mad. This is peaceful. I hate it. I'm supposed to feel yeah. zen right now. Okay. So. I want to go back because I really love this evolution of yours. You're figuring out yourself, the demonic self, the overt self. I don't know if I'm using the wrong nomenclature here. No, 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 don't worry. I'll I'll, I'll bring you the book. Okay, great. I want to read it because I had the whole quote wrong too. It's it's antiquated. I think if people read The Satanic Witch, you'd find out it is very dated, but there's lessons in there. Right. I appreciate lessons. I want lessons from every possible place I can get them. And then your initial desire was to change your out how people viewed you. Yes. Uh, what did you? What was the first step of that? Was it exercise that you went to first? Well, I want to say the big job. It started with eating different. It right. started with whole grain pastas because I used to just eat a box of pasta a night, uh, and that's how I ate for years. Yeah. And then it became vegetables, learning how to prepare vegetables. 
learning how to prepare fish, eat more fish. So for a while I did that. I've This has been a slow roll. It wasn't really until 2015. 2015, I went through a breakup. And what I used to do was that I used to just walk for like six hours. I used to get up, throw something in my mouth, and just walk the streets of Toronto for five, six hours a day. And I started to see the results very quickly. Because yeah. in New York, I thought I was walking a lot, but I wasn't like forcing myself to walk. Right. And I had already started eating better up until that point. But then I was like, why don't I get try to do the gym? Because mainly I was, because this is when I was working on Heroes Reborn and I was ne- I was single and I used to have to go out with Ryan Guzman, who, if I don't know if you know him, he's one of the most handsome, sexy men to ever live. And we used to go out together. And he'd be like, let's go talk to girls tonight. And I'd be like, all right. All right, Goose. Let's go, man. And we used to go out. And it was legitimately, I love him to death. But I would make a woman laugh who would be sitting with us, who'd just be like, she'd laugh and then just be staring at Ryan Guzman the right. entire time, which I understood. Like, I, she's sitting there going, I want to take the intellectual pleasure you've just provided, but I'm going to posit it onto this, this man, this objectifiable piece of meat. This right very here. strong man. And he kept telling me, You don't want to date these models. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to date, you don't want to. They just, it's different, man. It's different. You get to meet someone who loves you for you. Right. And I was like, I'll kill you. I'll yeah. fucking, I'll kill you. Yeah. I, um, but it, it wasn't. It was just hard. You're just like in this weird space. So, I I started adding the workout stuff, and then Ryan taught me some stuff. I started doing some weightlifting. It's just, it is unfair yeah. how quickly shit changes the way people perceive you as yeah. soon as you start dropping weight. It is eye opening. I think I've heard women talk about this. I don't know if I've heard a lot of dudes talk about this, but. When you start dropping weight, everything changes in a way that it was like, this is all I had to do. Yeah. All of this time that right. like, which is then deeply upset. It's like upsetting. Yeah. It's like you get to a point where you're like, I was the same guy. Yeah. I was working more when I was fat. Right. Now I'm here. <laughs> now you're like, now I'm getting the, the feedback, but it's, it's not, now it's not as much, but it was that first, it's really the first shed of like 30 pounds. But do you think it comes with, and, and I don't know, I don't have an answer to this, but I'm curious. Do you think it's partially that something within us changes too? Like there's a little confidence or something? Because I always thought of you as a very confident guy. I was. That's what I was. I was talking about this last night with Natalie. I was like, I've never had a confidence problem. Right. I always had girlfriends. That was like never really the problem. It was... But something else changed. Yeah. It's... I mean, the only metric is uh, the, the the objective metric of appearance. Yes. So it's got to be that. But we, we were already... Big, when we were big, we were already on television, which denotes a certain level of people at least don't get sick when they see me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Unless I'm playing a pedophile, which, fingers crossed, I'll start... I can't wait to start. Because I know that that's where I'm headed to. I have the mustache. I'm excited for it. I'll play pedophiles. I'll play neo-Nazis. Let me do it. Yeah. Um, you want to be hated. I, I want to be. Because I have this sweet face. Yeah. So you could throw me in anything. But 
at the time, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. It, it, cause it wasn't from people. I guess the truth is it was not from the people I care about. It wasn't an, it didn't end up being from people that I was uh, in, uh, end up falling in love with or like, you know, like with my wife, Natalie, I don't think it really mattered at the time because I'm still, I was still just like a goofy bastard, but I, it was from strangers, which is unfortunate because I have a void inside of me, which is what made me a comedian, like desperate for the acceptance and love for as many humans as I can pack anywhere. And I have they have to love me because if not, what am I? I don't exist. Right. Yeah. I am. I'm a worthless husk if I can't make people smile. So there's something about it that perversely fed that of like, oh, now I'm making more people happy. I'm getting strange versions of like thirst thrown at me. Right. But it also opened up a whole other world. It was like, I lost the weight and I was on Heroes Reborn at the time. And all of us kind of, and I was single. A lot of people come out of the woodwork. Um, everybody's got a lot of agendas. And that really taught me all like, oh, you can't just like trust a pretty woman right. who shows up. <laughs> right. Like sometimes they have a lot of, uh, they have a lot of stuff in there. I, by the way, I missed all of this. Mm-hmm. And like, I missed it so much that it, like, I didn't even get, the other day, me and my wife were on the beach, and, uh, and she, she, well, she's, you guys been together for a while. We've been together forever, but she was, like, sitting off on some rocks, and I was playing with my kids, and then I went up and saw her, and she said, did you see that guy? And I said, no, because I didn't see the guy, because yeah. that's not what I'm not looking for. I'm not looking at him, yeah. And she said, he just told me I looked like a mermaid, and I was like, whoa oh okay that's really weird and what i don't know how to what do i do with that information am i supposed to go find this guy and like fight him or challenge like i don't know why you're telling me that and she was like wife yeah she was like well i just want you to know that's that's what i'm getting and i was like well i'm getting nothing like that whatever that is in the universe that you apparently have just switched on for the first time in decades because i've not heard of this before no I'm getting none of that. So like the whole, I, I have not been within that realm of like, even like uh, the closest I got, but now it's a lot of like, um, cause you know, women, I think are used to getting unsolicited messages from people. So I don't get it as much, but men will send some stuff. That's pretty outrageous. Right. Men will say stuff like, I want to use the tip of my cock to like, and I want to shoot cum in your brain. Like they'll say stuff where you're like, I'm scared. Is that a compliment? Are you going to try to kill me? But I guess it's, it's all connected to them. I guess that's true. I have seen some, I have gotten some comments from men where I've just been like, Oh my God. Whoa, this is worse than even somehow. (laughs) Like there's a spitting fetish, which I was unaware of. Yeah. I want you to spit in my my asshole or I want you to spit in my mouth. And I'm like, like a timid little like (laughs) mouse. Who's like, what are you talking about? I have four children. And like, I don't know this. What are you saying to me? So I completely discount men. Cause I assume there's a, there's a group of men that liked me when I was very big. I think that's a fetish too. We, I'm pretty certain you were on the same website that I was on. I was on a website called Chubarama.com. Right. Yeah. Right. We were pinup girls <laughs> on Chubarama for a month. Yeah. 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 Where, which, and it was, again, just wild. Men yeah. have um, men have horrible imaginations. Yeah, horrible. Just, and I ignore that. But But the whole thing with women 
you know, listen, if I, if I was into men and dudes and stuff, I, Hell I'm yeah. sure I would be like basking in that glory. Like I've, I've opened up a whole new door of possible partners. Well, with men, I mean, I'm speaking wildly out of school. It seems like they, it's often type attracts type too. Right. So it depends. You'd like shift through types <laughs> where all of a sudden you go from bear to, it's like water, like it's otter, then marmot. I don't Is think marmot it's really slight? very small, very <laughs> small, but hairy. Yes. I yeah. will never get to marmot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get there. You have to be five foot one. Right. And you're just like flitting around. It's the tiny little Greek. Yeah. The little objectification. Man. It is weird. And I certainly that noise became louder. I never experienced it from girls. Never. And, 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 and I mean, never wanted to either. But if as a single guy to lose weight, I imagine that's a perk. It, it was. Yeah. But it's. It's still just a fucking shame yeah. because it took so much work. Yeah. And it does get to a point where like, so this is all it took for you to like look through to my personality. Like it, it took for me to be an acceptable shape. But I, I, I also know fatalistically that's just how the world works yeah. and then it's about appearing uh physically attractive so that you sire strong children right like you're literally some on a weird like a bio wave where it's way more about how the the fitness of your body maybe shows how potent your sperm is yeah which i honestly think i've made it less potent but I think from, I did it from all the f- uh, physical exertion and maybe the and weed or, and just and and wishing it down. Yeah, I'm wishing my I don't want my semen to be potent. I right. want it to be impotent. Right. There's a medical procedure for that. I know, but I'm afraid of getting the snip. Then I'm yeah. afra- I'm afraid of getting the snip because all right, the, maybe the, this is the I just got spit all the microphone. This is bad. Do you? Can I ask you a question? Please. You're not a doctor, but I don't no. know if you know. Okay. Does the semen then just build up? If you get a vasectomy, does the semen just stay in the balls and does it just get bigger and bigger? I have no idea. And I've asked this very question to a guy advocating for the snip. Yes. Which I haven't done and don't plan on doing. uh, And a guy advocating for the snip. And I said this, what happens at that point when, when there's meant to be some release is it just nothing? And he said, no, no, stuff still happens. Yeah, liquids come right. out. But it's not... Was it Pepsi? It's yeah, yeah, what's coming out of me? It's nothing that will get the girl pregnant. That's what they say. Right. But then every once in a while, one brave one like gets through. I There's one know. John Glenn in every uh, thousand yeah, sperms. Is your body just assimilating that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't that's know. That's a great does question. It, does it just come out of my shit? <laughs> But I hope we're getting the benefits of the protein first. I honestly, right. I, I'm, like so, I'm sick of it. That's the one thing about leading more of a vegetarian lifestyle. Right. Is that at some point I'm sick of beans. Yeah. We too. eat a lot Are of beans. Are you a vegetarian? No. Okay. No, no, no. I'm still full meat. Yeah. But can I ask, how did you build where you're at now? I've been watching your videos yeah. and showing, like, I've done, you know, what exercise I picked up from you. Kettlebells? It was, well, first of all, kettlebells came from, in 2012, watching you powerfully do kettlebells. At, at in the between, trailer. Yeah, yeah. Hup, hup, hup. 
I just did that because I can't get to weights right now. So I finally got three. It took months because of stupid COVID. I finally have three kettlebells in my house. Yeah. I have no clue what the hell I'm doing with them. And they seem incredibly dangerous to do them improperly. They are. And so I try to learn from a YouTube video. But I watch one of your videos and I learned to do that underswing chest with the with the I don't know I don't know the names for anything but it's the, the it's you the use scoop. the lateral machine it's the scoop yeah and the scoop I was my the problem is that it was making my tits more solid yeah but I thought it would like help the structure but it seems to just sort of be developing the muscle above the womanly part of my breast right. where now it looks like I have two okay I have I have answers because I went through the same thing let me say, uh, when we met, I was about 10 or 15 pounds heavier than I am now, uh, but less muscle. Yeah, you had just like lost weight. I had weight. lost a shitload of weight, and then I had gained some back. And Because I, on the show, they all wanted us to look grosser and grosser and grosser. Yeah, I I didn't quite take that. I had not yet gone to... I'm going to gain a bunch of weight, but I'd stopped riding bicycles every day yeah. and started lifting weights. From, from that point on, I gained another 120 pounds. You're so, you, your body can, can do that kind of thing though. Like, I don't know. I guess I can gain 120 pounds. I don't know where I, can. but what would you, I mean, I'm taller than you. So 120 pounds, maybe like if we made it relative, maybe you have to gain like 90 six, or yeah. something. To equal my 120. Because I would, you know what I mean? Like, I I just have a heavier body. But in gaining that weight, I ate whatever I wanted. And I lift weights almost every day. So I was, you naturally build lean tissue and muscle when you gain fat. Not not a huge amount, but a little bit. Because your body suddenly needs more uh, muscle to support the fat that it's carrying around. Which is what my dad always said. Fat people are strong. Yeah. They are. It's true. Fat yeah. people are strong. He's like, you, you're strong when you're fat. You don't yeah. want to worry about that every time. Yeah. And I was like, I And I was lifting weights every day, so I was getting stronger. And all I've done in this last iteration of weight loss is tried my best to not lose any of the muscle that I built while gaining fat. Yes. So I'm not now gaining muscle. And if I am, it's very, very, very tiny. That's what I like about your workouts is they're not what I was looking at what you were doing. It's not just blow your asshole out like it is. It's pointed. Yeah. Which is a thing I started doing, but I never really worked out because the one thing is I it is never within my world to get cut. I see the amount of work it takes to get cut and I am not into it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Just hearing DiCaprio talk about on set about how what he was trying to do to catch up to Brad Pitt. Like, we used to like, what do you do to get that those extra ripples? And yeah. I was like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, <laughs> right. extra ripples? Yeah. I have one ripple is fine. <laughs> and I, this, I, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to do that. I, I, but I, I want more of the gains. And I finally started to see it. And then, covid yeah and now it's It's been just terrible i want to say though about the chest gains i know exactly what you're talking about i have that same issue what happens with guys like you or me who are big for a long time is and i always is very chest heavy yeah we we stretch that skin out as we lose fat fat takes up a displaces a lot more skin than muscle yeah and so we have these kind of like 
flabby sack. Yeah, no one told me that I was going to lose a bunch of weight and look like a bunch of melted ice cream. Yeah. You know, I thought that was going to, that's the thing. It's like my clothes look better, but then you take, I, I actually, sometimes I feel like I looked better naked when I was fatter than I do now. And be like, this is not, this none is of not this is fair. fair. None of this is fair. What are they doing? What kind of scam is this? Fucking scam. Yeah. So what do you do? How do you equalize the breasts? The, the, the breasts is you it's, just. Is it the fly too? <laughs> You're just looking like, I don't know. I don't know. I only know things from YouTube videos. Me too, pretty much. And working out. But here's the thing, though, Henry. We're never going to have chests big enough so that it looks like the rock. No. It's not going to happen for us. I don't think so. We have to be so big. Do you do HGH? No. (laughs) My God, no! That's so. I like swollen hearts. Don't do that. No, you don't need to do that. But what all. about? But Sylvester Stallone looks so good with all the veins. Uh, oh, look at all his veins! How okay, they pop. Listen, all all you veins. You can play his veins like a veins, violin. All you have to do is be lean. You just get lean, and you'll have veins. That's all you need. Well, I, I, that that that's for look. Those dudes who have been doing HGH for 40 years, they have gigantic hands and weird. big hearts and big skulls. Don't do that. You don't need to do that. Your brain, I guess, won't get bigger either. Not a muscle. God. I know. It's unfortunate. <laughs> just the bones and the muscles, I think. But there are some actors that are just paid to work out. Yeah. I feel like most superhero worlds, like they are paid to work out. Yeah. And that's why they look like that. And so eventually, you know, it's not overt, but there's definitely this weird kind of like catch up thing. Cause it's like even Jonah Hill, like watching him lose so much weight and you know that it's incredibly difficult. All these kind of people where it's like, am I just perpetuating the same trap where uh, why am I obsessed with gains? What do I care about gains? They're not going to help me work. They're not going to help me get acting work because no one kind of wants, unless I'm again, playing a neo-Nazi in jail, nobody wants a five foot six (laughs) mustachioed little like 1920 strong man. Like don't, they're not look because that's the closest I'll get to like big, you know, like my belly just gets harder. Like the top of my belly while the bottom of my belly stays soft. There's nothing touching this. There's no, Yoga or anything that's touching the realm from the bottom. I'm, I'm gesturing so you can see. Yeah, I see it. The very bottom of my belly button to the top of my dick. Yeah. That is an awful place. <laughs> it's just yeah. going, no, it's, it's not. There's no change. It's mushy and soft. Yeah. It's the worst neighborhood in my body. Yeah. But the top of, of my belly. Get it rock hard. Can get really big and broad and yeah. wide if yeah. I wanted to. Barrel chested. But that starts at the top of your belly. I've been talking about this on the show, but in, but it is a bit, but it's also partially real. Like, think what you whatever you want about Alex Jones. Alex Jones is an incredible fat man, but fit man's body. He's the only person to ever get fat drinking whiskey. He is built like a torpedo. Right. And that's kind of where I want to get at, where I'm like a little bulldog. I never thought about this before, but you're right. He is top heavy. He's all, he's all shoulders and chest yeah. and gut. Yeah. Which is, I was like, that's doable for me. Yeah. Because that, that could be what you're aiming for. Inadvertently. Yes. I just don't know how to point my way towards there besides eating a bunch of chili, having a bunch of weights in my studio and doing a, getting a bunch of DUIs. No, you don't need the DOIs. Those yeah. don't help. Unless you're like, 
God, I guess the prison gyms must be open. <laughs> I want to go work out there. I, by the way, I've had that thought a couple of times. I've literally had the thought. I bet the the fucking workout machines on the yard are available. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. You just got to, I guess you got to fight your way in. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. But then I was watching Big Herc. Do you ever watch, you know, Big Herc? No. I don't know if he's as popular as he was, but he did this thing. He does a show called Fresh Out the Pen where he asks people, he did 10 years in a super oh, prison. I do know him. He had a whole thing on how to eat ramen, like how to cook ramen and toast it in the microwave. All his bullshit, all the prison food. But his main thing is being like, they don't like jokers in jail. Right. I was like, what? Because <laughs> I thought they wouldn't it be nice to have one man supplying some gallows humor for down here in the trenches. But apparently they beat those men. Really? Because they're like, you think this isn't serious? Right. You think this is a funny time? Yeah. And there, we're all having fun. You're all laughing here, Mr. Jester Man. a lot of serious stuff. I would for sure want you in prison with me if I was there. I just hope whatever it is that I do. I'm pretty certain that if I was going to go to jail for anything, it'd be white collar crime. Right. So I think there, the sense of humor might be better. Yeah. They all know they're jail. getting out. They've got a cushion once they're out. They're all making spaghetti sauce, like in Goodfellas, yeah, like the doors are open. The onions and the garlic. Yeah. 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 That's fun. Um, you, you, I think you go back to gains. Gains are fun. And I'll say why I think gains are fun because I, I, I also don't think, I'll ever really look like the guy who is paid to look like they work out. Yeah. But it's a fun metric to have for ourselves. Like when you notice that shit is getting bigger, like your chest is getting harder. For me, when I see that, it's something that keeps me going. Well, the stuff that makes me saddest was what I was working on was my side flaps. Yeah. The reach, the side regions of my body are it's these it's these little wings yeah. that I have in the middle of my sides. And I was like, I love them to be, I don't need them to be perfect, but I just want to zoom. I want to like cinch them up. And I started getting there and now they're falling again because I don't know what to do without the, it's the lateral raises. Okay. But you got multiple kettlebells. Are they the same? Are they the all same right. weight? I got a 20 pound one. They're all like, they're all made out of balsa wood from from Indonesia. God knows what these things were Filled made with from. Sand. I don't know what they are. Yeah. But I got a twenty pound, a thirty pound, and a forty five pound. Okay. So I started working on the thirty pounds. Yeah. Doing the kettlebell swings, and it it hurts. Yeah. It really hurts. Where did you feel the pain the most? On the top of my dick. <laughs> It's that from, old from hitting it, <laughs> just, just slamming smashing it, smashing it, cock every well, time. It's the because yoga has taught me a lot about controlling my core and using my core when I'm working out because I have back problems. Yeah. And since I started doing yoga, because I would then normally since working out, since lifting weights, I would probably hurt my back like once a year. Yeah. But since I started doing yoga, I have not come anywhere near hurting my back because I know how to like hold in the lower belly and use that when I'm doing the kettlebells. And that's really where I was feeling it is in that crease. The, okay. the when you're bending down, because I saw one video that was like a kettlebell swing is a movement essentially between two positions where it's one, it's the down on the ground where your back is planked. And then it's moving to fully standing up, supporting yourself with your core. And he's like, basically that's all the swing is. Don't think about swinging 
the no, it's, it's it's hips and butt pushing into that. Right? That's good to know. Yeah, because I don't know that. If you're using the f- muscles on the front of your body to instigate that, yes, you are doing it. Wrong. But that's what I was. I would when I first did it, I couldn't move because of all the pain in my hamstrings. And I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's right. That's what you want. That's what I'm trying to feel. Yeah. But then I did the I did some of the lunges. My problem is I really need someone to show me how to do it, do it. But yeah. I also don't know if I have enough of them because I just finally got these. It felt like I was smuggling in contraband. 45 pounds is more than enough. Oh, it definitely already is more than enough. I yeah. haven't lifted weights in fucking four months. So right. now I'm like. Don't hurt yourself. No, I want a 45. So you don't stay with 30. Yeah, I'm trying to. But did you just do swings? I mean, back during that movie, yes. No, that. Now, no, I don't do swings. No, now you do. I do all kinds of stuff now. Yes, but I think, but that's, and let me just say this, and I think it's, um, how do you eat before you go into workout? I, I'm sorry. This is not you. You don't need to just personally train me. I'm on this podcast. I only I don't like to have anything really in my stomach. So I just drink if like today I haven't worked out yet. I'm going to work out this afternoon. So I've had food today, but I'll make sure that there's a few hours or a couple of hours after having eaten. I'll have a protein shake that's just whey protein and water and then work out. You don't do anything in there to make you smile. You know, bananas, no no chocolate or peanut butter. No, occasionally I'll have half a Gatorade during my workout that's yeah. got carbs in it. To hey, but do, how strictly do you watch your food? Very strictly. Because this is the one thing. So when I got married, I had a personal trainer for what? Because I was like, I did the thing where I was like, I, I want to be tight yeah. for yeah. this memory. Right. For this one memory. Yeah. Can I be tight? You uh, deserve it. But the, pro, the trainer... He, it's always been, he's like, chicken, chicken, steamed vegetables. That's all you can eat, man. He's like, I even hear you eating something else. But he also, his favorite band was, he loved Alice in Chains. And he believed that Hillary Clinton had a pedophile army. And he used to talk to me about this as I was working out. And I was like, that's interesting. Thanks, man. Well, it's like, I also, I know a lot about QAnon, unfortunately. So I could gate went to deep into conversation with him about right. QAnon, trying to pull him out you're and then, not you're no longer working out it's just you guys like hashing out these theories just talking about QAnon is five 15 year olds they are there is no real QAnon, but he showed like he was it's the discipline that was so hard it's yeah. so hard and then i didn't know when to eat i don't believe in i, I i'm not i mean he said chicken breasts and and greens oh well that's all he wanted me to eat that's what he, that was his whole thing. That's all he wanted me to eat. Yeah. He was like, that's all you should be eating. But at the time, I understand, I had like a goal. Like, but then I was trying to see him after the wedding and he was so like, you just got to eat like that. And I was like, unfortunately, I'm on the road at the time. It's like, and so. But let me just say this, Henry. I don't think there's any diet book. Like there's not even, there's not even a professionally thought through diet that suggests eating lean protein and vegetables. That's what I, because then I was reading into the idea that the fats can actually help. They can, they can help you. And so I am one of those, like I really cut down on my red meat, but nothing made me feel more like a master of the universe than when I would do a weightlifting session and then go grill a steak. And then I eat, do it again, Rogan style where I like, I didn't hunt it. Right. But I just. But ha- next best thing, you hunted it out in your Gelson's, <laughs> in your Ralph's, 
You went in there with intent to kill. They knew. Yeah. And Gelson's knew I'm in business when I said, no, 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 actually the second one from the top. Yeah. Because I wanted the big one. Right. Then right. they knew. Yeah, you stabbed that thing with a mental arrow. Yep, and my meat thermometer. Yeah. Which so it sounds like I was having multiple times. And then your knife, you killed it. I killed it. Yeah. It does sound like I had sex with it. Look, your body gets fuel either from sugar or fat. It can use those two things as fuel. Like, uh, imagine a car. You can flip a switch and go like, well, now we're running on diesel. That's like a ketone. And your body will turn fat into ketones. But if you completely withhold those two things, you're not getting enough glucose from ve- from green vegetables to use as fuel. And you're not going to really convert enough of the protein into glucose to have to be really fueled. So then your body is eating itself. In order to get fuel. And you're not going to get the same kind of gains. But Definitely I, not. As a, My problem, too, is that I did, at one point in about 2017, I don't talk about it a lot, but I definitely developed a, a small eating disorder. Okay. Where I got very, very thin yeah. in 2017. It kind of went too far. Because then it wasn't, I wasn't really, I was kind of doing like, not to be anything, but like kind of Instagram model weightlifting. Like I wasn't really trying to do anything. It was just very like, uh, 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 you know, like not right. the get a cool picture. Yeah, let's see how it is. No, but I yeah. wasn't doing the thing where how many times I've seen like somebody in the gym like using the lat machine like with their leg doing that one kickback exercise <laughs> right. and that's the only thing that they do the entire time. Which I understand it makes the butt look great, but yeah. I don't need that. Right. But I got really thin because I was not. I was really not eating anything. Yeah. I was eating very little and I was not eating any sort of carbs. And so the last like two years have all been about like, you can eat car. You need to eat carbs. You have to eat it. We got to have more things that allow you to exist and live your life with a smile on your face. Cause it can't just be the, some grim existence. Yeah. Like I had to bring, Oh, like not anything, but bringing beer back into my life. Like you can have beer, yeah. even though beer shows up on my body the next day. Right. It's wild. Yeah. Nowadays too, because I especially with all of the working out and I'm not drinking as much. If I have like, we'll have like Friday night wild nights in my home. That's what we do during quarantine, which just involves us staying up till one and like <laughs> I'll have my beers, you know, on Friday night. But Saturday night I wake up my pants fit different. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's water retention. That's nothing you need to, like, actually concern yourself about. Like, I gained a bunch of weight. Your pants fit fine a couple days later, I assume. Yeah, you just jam it back in there. Yeah. The thing was, when you were already soft, because we're my, my sister and I talk about all the time, we're squishy. Right. Right. You're going to get those pants on one way or another oh. until you start popping buttons. That's the thing, is yeah. that they slide. You could, I can kind of lift my belly and stuff it into my pants yeah. like it's a blanket. Yeah. I, as a younger person, when I was much larger, wore a lot of dickies. Oh, yeah. And dickies don't have a lot of give. No. And they're really, really strong. So I would wear them until I started cutting off the circulation to my nether regions and I would get home and like open it up and there would be such an exhaustive explosion of flesh, but I was unable to really break those. It's, they were strong. I remember, I forget what it was. I want to say they're called like 
Vaki arrows from uh from JC Penny. Yeah. When I used to get my or my old favorite pants were the ones that they had la- they were khakis, so they looked like pants, but they had elastic sides. Yes. So they'd expand. Yes. That's what I started doing. But that was I was so sick of it. I was I got so sick of that. You know what I will say that's the biggest upswing of losing the weight is I don't have the same summer chafe. Right. Yeah, the summer rashes, mysterious rashes between the thighs, under my stomach. Yeah. All it was awful, man. Yeah. Now it's it's fixed. But ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The truth is, my jeans, like my pants... They have to go into my body to stay on my body. Yeah. If I get waist pants that accurately fit my waist, right. my pants fall down. They have to be cinched into me, yeah. no matter what it is that I do. Yeah. Which is what you know. And then I'm as I'm getting older, there's certain fundamental things that are starting to change a little bit about my body that I'm just like, I I was like, when did I get dad knees? Right. Why do I have, like, it's just my shape is changing. I'm becoming, like, I feel myself, like, I was I'm just automatically washing my car, listening to bad company. And I was like, I am I am a father now. <laughs> right. Like, and I don't have children. I have a seven-pound chihuahua. Yeah. That, you know, I mean, she still has to go to college, but so, so got, we have to work. It needs to be a college fund. Um. Yeah, the, the, I'm so envious when I see anybody who just has a belt on and, like, not a lot of constant adjustment. Or a guy that just got, has no belt on or right. just sitting just on his pants. headphones. Yeah. How does that work? Where's your fucking life? When do I get there? I don't think that's in the cards for me. We'd have to be, we'd literally have to starve ourselves. But even when I was that thin, at my thinnest, I had to have... I had to tighten it so much because like if I sat down and then stood up, the displacement of flesh was such that my pants would wind up in a different spot. It literally is completely true. But I used to build it. 
I used to build it as a comedy bit because for many years, what I discovered is that I couldn't just suck in my belly and my pants fall down. Yeah. Which is a great, it's like a comedic gift from the Lords, but it doesn't work as much now. No. No, no. As you get older, it becomes less cute. Yeah. It becomes creepy and potentially now a sex crime. Yes. And I'm not trying. That's why I'm never alone in, in a room with anyone. No. No one, no, no one is safe. I, cl- I film all interactions with <laughs> yeah, me and others. Got a body cam. Yes. <laughs> well, so what are you eating now? So now you eat carbs. Well, now my thing is, is that with with COVID, my uh, uh, it, the main focus has become mental health, right? Versus anything else, because yeah. all of our outlets are gone. I don't think I'm not going to bemoan this shit, but. The one thing about this time period is that if you are an extrovert, this is actually a really tough time. Yeah. Like the, Ben Kissel, who does the show, the last podcast and left with me, he's the same way. We're used to a level of human interaction that we don't have. And we're kind of like, it, we kind of go a little crazy. So I'm trying to figure out. Does he uh, have a wife or a, or a No, partner? he's got nothing. He's got two dogs. Just he's got a, him he, and his dogs. Yeah, he loves them. Right. I mean, I'm hoping they're not having sex with each other. I don't think they are. They're right. not having penetrative sex. Right. Uh, but I, stuff's happening in the same room. I, they're alone. Right. <laughs> they're alone. But I, uh, so I've been giving myself a lot of allowances. But during the day, so what we have, we have our HelloFreshes. That's an ad. If you want to either go to HelloFresh.com slash LastPod. I think that's our subscriber code for that, our promo code. Uh, but I did a... <laughs> Good plug. Um, So we have the HelloFreshes. But mostly what I'll do is like during the week, I try to, I eat my old man hyper brand cereal in the morning so I can shit. Right. Then I'll have like one or two. grape nuts? I wish. I like grape nuts. Me too. It's delicious. I do like grape nuts. Natalie hates them. So they're not in the house. I do with nature's path. Okay. The like flax ones. Like it's, it's, it's colon blow. Yeah. From SNL. Yeah. And then I got, um, then I'll have like one or two hard boiled eggs. And then normally I don't eat lunch or I'll eat something light. And then at night, well, I'll no- normally make like during the week is like a meat and a salad. And then either a, su- either a sweet potato or we'll make some kind of side dish. Like now HelloFresh will also do all of like the, the not just quinoa, but the other like farro, those kind of grains. So we'll eat those. And then like a Friday or Saturday night, I'll eat a bunch of fried chicken. Yeah. But I'm doing, I try to do four hours of yoga a week. Okay. So that's my main exercise. And this is just yoga in your house. You're not going to like a sauna place doing hot yoga or anything like that. No, I'm doing uh, just on uh, Zoom yoga. Right. And it's interesting because I will say I have not gained a pound just doing yoga. I feel so much better, physically better. Yeah. But I'm missing the edge from of weight, from weight. lifting weights and cardio. I don't know what my blood pressure is looking like without the cardio. To be honest, the cardio, what I feel is what was I'm dreading checking my blood pressure or looking at any of my bloods because I went to the doctor in January and he already said my cholesterol was high in January. And I'm like, nothing's helping it now. Like, to right. be honest, I'm doing as much as I can. But for the most part, I'm, I'm not doing the other things that were helping me. But if you're not if you're not gaining weight, I'm I think that's a net positive. I'm trying to. I'm just I'm just trying to keep it tight. Yeah. As much as possible. And you have kettlebells now. Kettlebells. I have I have the kettlebells now and I'm going to try to do them. I need a real gym. 
I gotta, I gotta figure it out. I have room, so I have to. I just have to. It's about getting the weights to your home yeah. right now. Yeah, I ordered two like uh, adjustable dumbbells that go to like ninety two. Are they pounds. good? I haven't received them yet. I ordered them in March. Yep. they have not arrived. Oh no, have I mean that was the other thing is that we were in the middle of we we were trying to get a home in on in the beginning of November of last year, yeah. and because of total catastrophe. We didn't close until the first week of April. So we're also like, we can't get anything. Right. Like, we can't get, we're like, just, it's, it's, you're, you're it's camping in your house. Yes. Yeah. It's fun. Um, I will say, uh, and, and maybe somebody's going to write in and tell me how wrong I am, but Please. this is the way I always did it. I know that, um, and I'm going to say this wrong. Maybe it's strong fit or something like that. The guys who like really started kettlebells here, they're doing, swings that are only to like basically arms sticking out in front of you yeah i like to do them all the way overhead and i found that it, and maybe you start and see what the lighter one feels like you really don't want to mess with technique and if it's too heavy you risk dropping it on your head or hurting your shoulders yes. so if you have bad shoulders don't do this but i i noticed more in my lats when i went that extra bit and in my shoulders, which which I really like trap muscles. I think trap muscles can fully distract people from all the mess that happens below them. Like as they're looking at you, if they just have nice trap muscles to look at, it's kind of like, oh, this is how I'm going to view this person as a muscular person. I'm not going to like my not going to let my eyes drift down to everything else. That's going to just go soft, you know? Yes. Um and I think that that extra bit of a swing is super helpful. I mean, now I just got to try. I'm, I I might try to take one of those kettlebell classes yeah. online just to have somebody do it. But I kind of wish I had, I'm not going to say erotic, but, you know, like having someone come and hold my hips. Yeah. Kind of the way you, if you were to try to teach your secretary how to golf in the 1970s. Like something like that, where someone could hold my body right. behind from behind while I'm doing it. So yeah. I can see how Even you'd start do. off for like maybe a half an hour just doing the motion with nothing in your arms. And yes. their arms following your Following arms. me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then treats like yeah. a dog. Right. You so then I start it, to build it. You did it right. Here's a piece of bacon. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what I want. I would be willing to bet that there is somebody who's expert in this that you could videotape yourself and send it to them. And they would like tell you, here's what you're doing wrong. Here's how you fix it. But I, I, but I do believe that the hamstring, if you got really sore in the hamstrings, I think you're doing it right. Yes. And I obviously have problems with the backs of my legs. I got tiny legs. Yeah. Which also makes, honestly, a lot of yoga kind of difficult. So there are things that they want you to do in yoga that are very difficult for me. Right. That I just don't, I can't get to. Downward dog for me looks more like a push-up plank. Mine as well. Yeah. But what then I'm learning is it's, you have to turn the tries out and back. This chest has to sink more forward as you bring your, you bring your shoulder blades more together and it's really letting the head relax and i'm then i started looking in the mirror and actually starting to see the downward dog so it's weird i'm starting to see my yoga gains right which are the exact opposite of my weight gains but i think it will all benefit like each of these things benefits the other diet will benefit this will benefit yoga will benefit weightlifting i think it's all like harmonious but i don't want it to bust the image of me 
you know, thinking right. that I'm not like, like all I think about is working out. It's just the part it's, it's a part of my life now. Yeah. And I read in Lieber Null by Philip Carroll, they were talking about the, the idea of chaos magic and like the doing thing, being a ritualistic magician. What, what you have to create is some form of mastery over your body. And it's more about the discipline of the act. Yeah. And I think it's really important. It's, it's important to hold yourself accountable and say like, I'm going to stick to this. I know I need 30 minutes of activity a day to keep this engine running yeah. so that I can continue to be as strong as possible. It makes you stronger mentally. Yeah. It lifts the brain. It, it, it lifts the fog in my brain. It allows me to do, we do five to six hours of content a week. Right. I have to yell into a microphone all week. And I have to get, you got to have the juice. Yeah. And a part of the juice comes from weightlifting. Right. And vape. <laughs> vape is key. <laughs> weightlifting and vape. I mean, honestly, that is, it is a, I miss it. Yeah. I miss like hitting the vape, going to the gym and just blissing out, just going to another place. Is that a thing? Does that help? Vape, I'm assuming you mean THC. Oh, of course. Okay, I didn't know. I was like, does nicotine really help? No, it can't be I that. wish. But I was, the, the last, I was in a gym not too long ago, and it was like a private clubby gym, mm -hmm. and a gentleman was smoking a blunt prior to working <laughs> out, and I was so confused, and I was That's just going lot. like, how, what, what is, how does, how do these things feed into each other? What I like to do is smoke and do cardio. Is that true? Smoke and do cardio is one of my favorite things in the world because, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know what it does for my body, but I'll write okay. while I'm on the elliptical. Really? Like I'll come up with shit. Well, something about like letting your brain just go, like listening to, like just listen to some music and then your body's going. But the elliptical's so boring. It's the worst. It's, I hate it. Yeah. I still hate it. Me too. But I need to get the, I have bad knee. So I can't run. Yeah. And so I can do the elliptical and get my heart rate up, but then my brain travels. And sometimes I imagine I'm running on a field of skulls. And then I imagine like the script I'm supposed to be working on and it does help. Wow. And it just I've, allows me to focus. I am going to try to be creative the next time I do the elliptical machine, just because it seems so much better than the utter monotony that it is today you gotta let your brain out yeah. for it like let it go that's kind of that's the only key that uh, that's helped me it's helped me bust open several scripts that didn't go anywhere right. but but creatively the, creatively it really helped right weirdly because it's just dead space but then i start thinking about how do i apply that more and more in my day yeah but i just i notice not to go back into this but in terms of the ritual magic part of it there are some people that uh, get will it. Will you explain ritual magic? Well, they're like, how do you put this? It's like right hand path, left hand path. This idea of people that you can understand, you can impose your will upon reality. Okay. And that the human mind works with symbols very easily. And let's say all of reality is completely just created by the jelly in our heads, right? So that means that. All of this I'm generating as a constant, like, streaming services around me. And I, if I can figure out how to completely get my 
active conscious mind out of the way and speak to my subconscious mind, the DOS, the, the, the thing behind it, the, the system behind the reality that I'm experiencing, that in a way you can edit it. You can edit what your experience either just through, even if it is just straight up self-hypnosis, but there are things that you can do that increase the likelihood of certain things happening to you that you want to happen right. or things that you want to happen for the world or things around you that if you, if you really can concrete change your mind, it happens in front of you. Yeah. And there's many different ways of doing it. There's like the left-hand path, people like Alistair Crowley, Anton LaVey, where, you know, there's sex magic, where you replace the idea of the energy of a sacrifice of a human or an animal with the explosion of energy that comes from ejaculation using sex magic, using firing a sigil where you create a statement of intent. You basically take out all of the repeating letters and all the vowels and you take those letters and then you take them and you create a symbol out of those letters in which you can no longer recognize the letters. It just looks like this kind of graphic. Then you imagine it in your mind and you hold it in your mind and maybe you charge it for a very long time where you fold it up. If you draw it out and you put it in your wallet or you keep it in a locket, you keep it in your house where you see it every day. And then when you're ready to fire it, when ask, because it's all about timing, it's, it, it's very involved. There's a lot of reading and a lot of trying to figure out how you want to do it, especially if you're going to do the right hand path magic, which is the nerdy thing. But if you want to fire a sigil, you then imagine it in your mind and then you jerk off thinking about the sigil. And then as you ejaculate, you imagine shooting the symbol out into the world. And I believe that it was a part of the reason why I got Heroes Reborn, because I did a a fasting ritual. This is a, I was in a place. Yeah. Now I don't do it as much, but I think it's, a, it's more important for me, how I live my life. Like it's living my life with intent and living my life, knowing that I'm going to, I'm going to get what I want from what I want. Like yeah. I'm going, I'm going to get it. And yeah. a part of what I need to do is attune my will with reality. Yeah. And it's all to me, it's constantly proving to myself that I am uh, I'm speaking my truth and I'm doing things that I say that I'm going to do. Right. And that's just a base level because I don't think I'm going to be really doing any sort of real ritual magic until I'm retired deep into my 60s and 70s. Yeah. And what's right hand? Right hand path magic is. Honey, like, how do you fully break it down? It's like an academic magic. Left-hand path magic wants object. They want results. They want to see change in the universe. They believe in a pragmatic use of ancient ideas to get things. Okay. Like get that job, get money, get love, get luck, get, get physical health, that type of thing. Mixed with maybe some ideas of grandeur and some knowledge along the way. But mostly it's about getting stuff. Right. Right-hand path magic is about the idea of attuning, getting, gaining the attention of the God mouth. Like it is all about knowledge seeking. You want to enter into a space where you are, you are privy to all of the answers to every question that the universe contains. But right hand path magic was kind of like a series of gatekeepers. They believe that only those that are truly educated in the Kabbalah, 
the key of Solomon, like these things that have been gone, like the ancient the things that have passed down in the ancient secret schools, whether or not you believe in the total validity of these secret schools for generation and generation, they believe that it should just be used for knowledge right. and not pragmatically in any way, shape or form. That that's, to understand what we're seeing versus changing and being dominant over. Yes, that it's about it's just about writing it in a book. Right. And keeping it. But people like Aleister Crowley, he was the really, he was the person who broke out, which is a part of the reason why he was vilified for so long, because it came this idea of like, oh, you want to put a selfish intent on this work. But Aleister Crowley basically made the points like, no, I just want something for my time. Yeah. But I, I, so I go back and forth. I am, I am not heavily involved anymore. Because it brings, when you don't know what you're doing, this is the truth. Whether you believe it or not, whether or not it is, it, but it, it brings chaos yeah. truly to your life right. if you don't know how to do it correct. Right. And mostly just, I just, it brings people to your door, brings energies to your life. After I did that ritual, like that was my one main, what they would call a work that I did. And it changed some shit. It was like weird. And then I felt like I was being watched. I felt like then also it was like, is it just because I was isolated and hammered and doing all these other stuff? Maybe it was me with my own mind. Yeah. But it it was very, it was a heavy time. Yeah. So I don't get involved in it as much anymore. I mean, it sounds, it sounds fascinating. I, 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 I think there's something that it touches on where I, try in my life and I'm not doing any rituals or anything like that, but I do try to at the very least to try to uh, recognize that my thoughts aren't necessarily real. Yeah. And that if I can, if I can see another point of view, whether it's real or not, if I can see it, if I can get there, and go like, oh, there's a perspective that is completely different than mine that's viewing basically the same objective stuff with a completely different narrative attached to it, that if I can see that, then it can be as real for me as possible. And so therefore, a lot of the stuff like how I feel not great about my body, yeah. I can also go like, I know there is a way to feel great about my body and try to manifest it that way. I, I'm in the middle of that now, yeah. right? Because I suffer from anxiety and depression and OCD. I mean, like I just, I'm, I am be locked with fear. Right. And sometimes when these things come on and my, my anxiety comes on, it feels like a solid wall. Like it feels like, and I don't see anything but the concrete truth of Whatever that fear is trying to tell me, like they are the and same thing. Depression is the other side of it, too, where it's this concrete negative truth of like you are useless. Your work is not important or a fear of like covid will kill you like this thing comes like a solid block. And I see it just as, oh, this is going to happen to me. But you start to understand like, no, you doing visualization exercises of my own. It's like you step back from the fear, gain a new perspective, start to see the edges of the fear being like, that's a, that's a lie. This whole fear is just a lie. You have to find a way to see the the other side of it, to see where it's coming from. How do you actually gain sympathy with your own fear voice, learn to better relate to the that voice that is telling you these things. Do you have to like make that voice feel better? Yeah. 
to get around all of this bullshit, this like wall of like, I'm garbage. Well, and it's like we talked about inertia. That's not real. That it's is not real. It's an idea which is real in the moment. And I'm not denying that it doesn't appear to be real and that it doesn't take real effort to overcome. But sometimes when you, or for me, sometimes when I recognize like, oh, that, that effort is a decision away. And, and, and I make that decision and then I'm just doing it. And it's like, it was so hard to make that decision. You, that's well, I, I deal with every day. Yeah. I think that that's, that's like the key where I don't know if it's healthy or not, but if I've been like bed bound by uh, like, if I feel like I can't get up out of bed, what I end up having to do quite a bit is like physically lift my leg out of bed and I lift the other leg out of bed and know that like, I have to make a physical decision, get up, go make breakfast, get up, do this thing. And it really does. It's just that lift. It's right before where if you can gut it enough, to then push yourself over the edge of the decision and then be like, okay, now I'm, I've done the thing that I was afraid to do or I didn't want to do today. Yeah. And now I'm already in the middle of it. But that's for me every single time I work out. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> like, I, it does you, not get easy. No, I used to have dreams as a kid where I'd wake up frozen and I would just be going, I can't move. I can't move. I can't move. And it would take a, like a, almost convincing myself that I was shocked by electricity or something, but a startling jolt to get me to move. And then once the movement happened, it happened. And I actually had a weird experience with drugs once where I was truly trapped. It's like a K hole. It wasn't K though. It was, um, you know, in my youth, I did a lot of stupid, stupid stuff. And I, I bought some drugs off a guy at the VA (laughs) And it was a green liquid, and he said, and it had a big red C on it, which I knew meant this is good drugs. And uh, he said, just drink a capful, and and wait, it'll happen. And so I drank my capful, and I waited, and nothing happened. So I drank another capful, and I drank a few capfuls, and then I, and then I kind of became aware again, sitting in a chair, unable to move. Oh my fuck. And that seemed to last forever. And I kept doing like, just move, just just move, just move. move." And it took so long, but finally it was that jolt and I moved. And it's just kind of like been true in everything. Like uh, go to an audition. It's painful. It's so hard to get out of the car. Oh my God. It never gets easier, man. No. I don't think that I, I think I was talking to you. I think you were one of the first people that actually really even said that to me because it was like when we're on Wolf you were saying something you're like, yeah I gotta go do this fucking studio test and I was like, you still gotta do those? And you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. And yeah. I was like oh no. Yeah, no. It never ends. It never ends. Oh God. I yeah. thought at some point they just ask you to do stuff and then yeah. like I guess they do for some people. Yeah. When you win an Academy Award then sure. then they're just sending offers your way. No. I was but you gotta but I've now it, it's about I'm grown older enough to get the sort of the wisdom of like getting that Getting me out of my own way. Yeah. And knowing that that's the biggest problem. It's the, as long as you, if you can get up out of this car and you can walk into the room 
and then just not like call anybody like a bitch right. in a room. Right. You're going to at least be fine. You already got in that room. So you know for a fact that it's like it may be not a 50 50 shot, but you're in the mix. So just do this. But it takes forever. It really does. I don't know what my audition style is going to be like now. It's been so long. <laughs> It's been so long. It's I, mean, a, I don't know what did you do. What do we do? It's been six months, right, or close. To I went on five months. The last one I went on was for some procedural, and Michael Jai White walked in, and I was so excited yeah. to see him. I was like, Spawn! Yeah. Oh my god! I blew the audition because <laughs> the whole time I was just staring at Spawn. Yeah. Sad. Sad. I'll never get it back. I. But look. You and I have it so much better than the people who actually go into true blackouts and there's no analytics left to convince, you know, like we have it, we can pick our legs up, right? I'm, I thank God every day that I'm capable of doing that and, and, and keep having to remind myself that it is that I can beat myself. Yes. And it, and I guess that's what it is, is that I, I have to also remember to not just be like, get your fucking shit together to yeah. anybody who like asks me, like, what should I do? You're like, well, you need to fucking strap it up and yeah. you need to get to work. Like, I don't want to bark at you because I, that's, if I ever say that, know that that's what I'm doing to myself. Right. Like, you little fucking bitch, you get the fuck up, you get up, you gotta, you gotta get up, get some weights, get some weights. It's like little voice, and like, get up, you yeah. pussy. But I know that. I don't know where that voice even comes from because I'm not even that masculine. No, but it's a good one. It's a good masculine voice. It's just in your ear. Get up, get up. Don't you want to have sex with your wife tonight hard? Yeah, you better go and get your your waist tight. And you're like, I know. I'm trying to. I want to please my wife tonight. It does become Randy Savage. It always becomes Randy (laughs) Savage. Me too. He was right. He was right. And uh, But no, I don't. I feel we are lucky because we can whip the beast back in the line which is god knows what it does to us mentally in the long run but but physically it's helped me quite a bit physically it's helpful and it's helped me too and i want to know for you when you when that inertia kicks in and you start to do it and you have a routine like you talking about going on tour and doing cardio and all of all of this the voice isn't as necessary or as the decibels of the voice or whatever and you you just get into a new routine and it becomes easier like the inertia oh it's definitely it's so much easier it's so much easier especially when you're already on the road and you're just moving and you're you're doing heavy workouts three times a week like it's really really easy i i mean i just try to have sympathy for myself if it's been a while yeah like if i if like I had to stop doing kettlebells uh, because I uh, cut open my finger on my new margarita maker. My new margarita maker. <laughs> this is my, my life. Like a Fucking COVID problem. <laughs> COVID, man. dude. Yeah. Yeah, it is, man. But I cut my finger real bad. So I have to try to get back into kettlebells this week. So what I know I'm going to do is I know that I have to take it easy. I'm not going to be uh, Ryan Guzman this week. Right. Like, this is not the week where I'm going to go in there and crush this workout. I need to go and build some fundamentals 
focus on the fundamentals and know that if I take my time, I will get the workout, which is actually, it's more also remembering like the workout will actually be, be better now than it was the last time when you kind of felt like you were in a little bit of a kettlebell rut. Yeah. Where you, the last time I worked out, I was already kind of feeling like, I need to turn this up. Like, yeah. I know that this is not, I'm not getting anything really out of this. So, congrats, Henry. You get to have a, a workout that's going to make you feel like you got hit by a truck. Yeah. I I actually love that you're saying that because I don't get sore. I'm like never sore now. And Some people, you go, as long as you're in it all the time. Yeah. And I, and I, but I remember how great I, how proud of that soreness I was. And now that it doesn't happen and I'm not looking for soreness, but I do know like if something happened and it took me out, I know that I would have at least that to look forward to. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do something and I'm going to really feel it. I'm going to feel it. I, I, I got to feel like I'm, I'm just so like that. I just need rewards and I need little pats and I need little treats. He's a good little, he's a good boy. I need all of that shit. So the soreness really helps me. And I don't know where I'd be, but because I can't keep pushing to intensity. No. My problem is, is that when then also, if I'm in a really heavy workplace or I'm doing a bunch of stuff, like, you're not talking to a fucking champion here all the time. Like, I will just do stuff and know that I am just going through the motions sure. for a while. Like, yeah. that that's the one thing is my true challenge with working out is I don't know how to get past the plateau stage sometimes. Because there are times when I'm at a stage where... I'm like, this is still technically hard for me, but I don't get sore anymore. And, but I'm not quite getting gains out of doing the same thing again and again and again. Like, okay. So two things I would just say, and, and I don't know that I'll be able to explain them all in detail, but they are two things. One thing is I, I believe in what I've found to be true is with with working out with weights, there's gotta be a, an, a constant increase. So like always, Oh, always until you get about like four or five weeks in, and then you got to do a real, real easy week so that your body, cause if you, if you just increase infinitely forever, eventually you're going to injure yourself and you yeah. won't be able to do it. So you go, I knew a guy in here's reborn clay. He was fucking huge. Big old, she's jacked. Yeah. And he, he is, but he explained to me, he's like, what I do is I go to the gym. I lift the heaviest thing I can lift eight times. Right. And it's like, that's all you do is like, yep. Forever. And if I can't lift it eight times, I stay at that weight until I do the next one. But I, each time I just add 10 pounds. And I just, I was like, I was like, are you at a million pounds? Right. Now? Yeah. Like you're so big, you're so big and strong. Just an animal. I think. Listen, the principles of progressive overload with weightlifting, I think, are really, really scientifically sound. And so. It, so if, then you go all the way back down and then you build it back up like what I what I do is like these aren't real numbers. But let's say I'm going to do a bench press and on Monday I'm starting my cycle and I'm going to start with 100 pounds. I'll do 100 pounds and. I won't do it so much that I know whatever my next workout I can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yes, not gonna absolutely. Get so yeah, I'm not, bl- yeah, not blowing it out. So then I'll do my next workout. I'll either go to 105 pounds or if I was doing sets of 10, I'll do sets of 12. Or mm-hmm. if I did 
four sets on Monday, I'll do five sets and then I'll, I'll increase basically very little volume throughout the course of a month. And then after that month, I'll take a week of not nothing, but really cut everything in half. Wow. Do you, do you do muscle groups at a time or do you just do your whole body in one go? I do muscle groups. I'll do like chest, back, legs, chest, back, legs, basically. And, and by chest, I mean chest, triceps, uh, and then back will be back, biceps. Where and, you squeeze the ropes? Yeah, sque- a lot of that. that Do you flip the ropes? Do you do the thing? I'm no. sorry, just... <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It didn't quite get to me, so we're safe. I was talking about this, Natalie, the other day, when you're in conversation with somebody, you watch the spit go from their lip, like, onto your face. And but, you can hear it. Yeah. It's like a missile, yeah. I bring the plague to you. Yeah. Do you... No, you don't, don't flip the ropes. ropes? I don't flip the ropes. Do you flip the tire? Uh, I don't flip the tire. The CrossFit looks really dumb. CrossFit looks really hard. It's, it looks looks well for young people with really good knees. They're really oh, that's the thing. You have to be really in top shape yeah. just to exercise like that. Because there's always those guys. Because that's the one. The main. I don't miss New York at all. Right. But I miss New York gyms only because I used to work. I want to say this. What was this called? When I say it was called the Steel Mill, oh boy, it was this like janky ass gym in Williamsburg. It was in the basement, and it was like I remember first learning. It's like that's how you. Uh, someone showed me. It's like that's how you know when guys learned how to work out in prison because they work out in jeans. They work out in like full like normal clothes. Yeah, they just got off work and went to the gym. They go right to. They don't have. I have my little compression shorts on and my neon shoes. You mean like. They are just dressed as a construction worker and working out. I love that. I miss it. I remember this one time, there was a huge man that was like, I was doing the back fly machine and he came up. He's like, you're done using that machine. And I was like, I am? He's like, you're done on this machine. It's like, you're right. And I just stepped off the machine and he had a six pack and a plastic bag and he just drank the, he was just drinking beers and lifting weights. He was a huge oh, man. That sounds wonderful. He was having a great time, but LA is different. Yeah. LA is everybody's in compression shorts and neon shoes. Everybody. And they all look good. And it's just the whole floor is CrossFit people. Everybody's yeah. using the machines backwards. No one's doing the thing that I was taught to do by the personal trainer. Um, I go to the same gym as Eddie Pepitone. Okay. I mean, do you know Eddie Pepitone? I know who he is. Yeah, we because we do your pretty face going to hell together. Yeah. And man, just seeing him at the gym is just one of the funniest, best things in the face of the I planet. Bet it's great. He man. is just so mad. No, I have a gym where everything's got a little rust on it. Stuff's held together with duct tape. I like, like that. Me too. I I like honestly when I was saying I'll I'll go break into a prison or get invited into a prison to work out, <laughs> you know, some, many are. When I had this thought, I was like, yeah, that's, that's my preferred gym. Yep. A little rust. And I like, just, cause then I feel, I don't feel as much like a monster. Yeah. Me but too. I, but I also know truly that's a big thing. If there's anybody out here is, is in that world of like, I don't want anybody looking at me in the gym. No one is looking at you. Right. Nobody cares what you look like in the gym. I, nobody does. To be honest, when I see like somebody who's obviously like just heading into the gym for the first time, I feel really happy for them. Yeah. Cause I know that it's difficult. And I was you. Yeah. Just like sheepishly showing up, just being like, 
I hope no girls look at me. Yeah. Now I hope they look at me. I also am so excited for people who are clearly new to the gym because I'm like, you get to you get to have so much more, so much quickly. So like you're gonna change your body. Yeah. Talk cut to five years later when you're like it's a lot of work. I'm doing this shit all the time. Yeah. And I barely see anything where at first all of the gains were so wild and yeah. so fast yeah. and it was just you really see it but it's still not fast fast it was like six weeks but still you see it where now i like man i can't see shit right and i don't want to do the other thing because I, I just it's really about the protein shakes and not just gotta get them fucking i gotta get a bench yeah me too i gotta get a bench you don't work. You don't do work out at home. I do, but I don't have all the. I don't have all the stuff. Yeah, I don't have all the stuff. And but my thing though, truly, I'm not acting like this is some kind of new normal with this COVID nineteen right. bullshit. I'm not letting it go that far. We're thinking that plague times are going to be forever because no. eventually this will end. So I'm not going to set up my whole house so that I'm ready to work out in the house because eventually I miss going to the gym. I like. There's something about the energy of leaving my house yeah. to go do it. Like I also I also get into uh, the mental uh movie of if it is the end, if this if this is the end times, don't I want to like experience the really the last part of the plague in as good of health and shape as I can be? That's how I feel. Yeah. I want to be able to if shit goes down, the feds are coming for us. Right. I want to be able to run. Right. I want to be able to get my cardio up. Yeah. So that I am strong enough to fight it. But I have never been, I'm not a physical fighter. Like my friend, Matt, uh, my buddy, he gave me a gift certificate to some Krav Maga classes. Yeah. Right. And I was going to start taking it. And I know a lot of comedians and a lot of comedians recently, but actors like to get into these kind of physical fighting things. My thing is I'm not a big, like, I don't want to be wrestling with a man on a mat. I'm just right. not thinking of retracting. I'm more of a Dr. Octopus yeah. style. Like I'd rather have a series of mechanical traps. <laughs> I'd, I would have like, a. I, I'd rather hit somebody with a stun baton or like a paralyzing dart yeah. than physically fight them. Right. I don't really want to physically fight people either, mostly because I don't want to have any physical contact with people I, I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. If, if I, you know, I just don't want to wrestle with another smelly man yeah. on a mat and have him cover me with all sorts of burns. I don't want to deal with it. Right. Because in the end, like if I'm going to fight, you know, that's where I'll have my, I need a sharp, I need a derringer. The last time I was training in jujitsu, which was a long time ago, I got something called an oil check. And I, I didn't know this was a thing. Is that what Sandusky, all them did? The that was a thumb in the rear end. And they, the guy really tried to get his thumb in Why? my rear end. Why? To surprise you? I think it's, uh, he, I was doing something where I was about to choke him and I was on the side of him and I was about to choke him. And all of a sudden his thumb went up my rear end and I moved into a position where he then choked me. And afterwards I was like, you just violated me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to be romance. Yeah. And he was like, 
he was like, you were trying to choke me to death. And I said, but that, that was tacitly agreed upon. <laughs> yeah. This isn't, this, this wasn't was, real. This was not there at no point. Like if you had grabbed my balls, I would have felt violated too. We're not doing that. Yeah. You I'm not fighting really awful to me. Yeah. And what did, and they, I guess, but that's a move. My, I mean, I've heard friends talk about in football, like you just reach in there and you just try to fucking get the guy's eyeball out of his skull. If you can, yeah. you know what I mean? You grab his, but like that's this is not sports. This is not exercise. Like that's like, we're actually fighting, which I didn't think we were doing. I grew up with sisters. Yeah. You know, I yeah. had sisters, um, that dressed me up. Right. Um, I had cousins, <laughs> all female cousins. Yeah. I used to, I remember they put me all their clothes and taught me a dance to Paula Abdul's cold hearted snake. Yes. That was my childhood. You know, my dad was barely around. My mom was, that was a, you know, a lot of just being smothered. Um, so I never had rough housing right. as like a part of what I did. And even when I played sports as a kid, like I was always like the Goldberg. My goal was to be the funny person on the team. I always felt like I was more of a morale booster and hockey. I remember at one point I had to choose between hockey and drama. And I remember explaining to the hockey team, like, cause they all thought I was a traitor. And I was like, all of the girls are in drama. When we are here in, at playing hockey, I just see you other big, fat, ugly men where I go to the other room and I'm the only straight boy in a room of the prettiest girls in the school. Right. So it's not a real hard choice. I chose it because also I'm not good at hockey. Right. I wasn't getting, I like to play, but it was starting to get to the point where things were getting serious because yeah. it's like one sports got serious like 14 15 which i know what i mean i know what happens even earlier yeah but i was like this is too much for me it's no longer fun for a kid it's not fun but i i mean i yeah well listen henry you look fantastic thank you for saying that to yeah. me you look fantastic thank you for saying that to me i, I like receiving your energy yeah i liked i liked sharing this energy with you it's been too long it really has been yeah thank you for joining us thank you for having me and now I'll answer some questions that we received at AmericanGlutton.net. Lawrence writes, my question is about helping to remove your man boobs and the best workout supplements or diet to help with this in your opinion. Thanks for the question, Lawrence. I think the only thing that pops to my mind is like bench press and, and variations of, of pec exercises. So flat bench, incline bench, decline bench. Uh, dumbbells, you could do dumbbells in any of those positions. You could do flies, dumbbell flies, cable flies, push-ups. I don't know about diet or supplements for this. I've, I've actually only heard that, um, if you take, uh, supplements in the wrong way, you can actually increase man boobs. I don't know. I don't really know a lot about that. As far as fat goes, I think we, we pretty much it's very hard to do targeted. I, I mean, I actually don't know if it's possible to do targeted fat loss, but if you want to build shape to your chest, those are the exercises I would do and just do that in conjunction with losing fat. And I mean, I look at my boobs and I, I think they're actually, they actually look like giant boobs. I have a pretty big chest. So I, I don't know if that's what you're talking about or getting rid of or making them look less soft. And, and that I would only suggest doing pec exercises with weights. Thank you for the question. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast, please submit it to AmericanGlutton.net. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee, and as always, joined by my chaperone, Paige Dorian. Follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.